What's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 212, Drink Until You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last meow. How the hell is your Monday going? How the hell was your weekend? Uh, I know there's a lot of broken hearts today for sure. Uh, to come that far, play that good of a game, and then lose by three is uh, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. So I know if that was my Cowboys, dude, I wouldn't be, I think the city of Dallas would just shut down for the day. We'd either shut down for the day to throw the celebration, you know, the parade, or we'd shut down for the day because we lost. We got that close and lost. But I will, here, here's the bright, bright light. Here's the silver lining, if you will, Cincinnati fans. And, 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 and I normally wouldn't speak good things to your team, but, you know, the season's over, so we can let this one go. I can speak good things on your team now. Uh, that it's all said and done. But you got to feel like if you're in Cincinnati, yes, this this year sucked. You know, second year Joe Burrow in in the big show in the Super Bowl. You got to feel good about that. And I was I was reading a stat. I don't know how true this is. Uh, but apparently Cincinnati has a fair amount of of cap space to use. So, you know, whatever it was this last game, this Super Bowl, you, you just fix that problem. You know, you need more receivers, you got it. Or just get one more badass receiver. You need, you need someone on the O-line so Burroughs doesn't get sacked. You got to go get that guy, you know. Uh, but, dude, I think, and I never thought I would have said this. I never thought I would have said the Cincinnati Bengals were in the Super Bowl. And I never thought I would say this. It's Cincinnati, dude, I think for the next two to four years, man, if you, if you do it right, you, you might be there and you might fucking win it, dude. You can't come any closer than that. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to be an easy run. You know, you always got people standing in your way, but um, congratulations to the LA Rams, too. You know, like, good fucking... And, and, and you know what's funny, dude? Um, I didn't watch any of the Super Bowl. I did not watch a second of the Super Bowl. I, You know, I've been talking about this for a while, man. I keep getting these... It's like the whole week piles up on me. And Sunday, it's just like, I just feel like shit Sunday. You know what I mean? Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's, you know, physical things I'm having to do during the week. Uh, I, I don't know, dude. But it's like every Sunday and I want to come out and do the podcast and I think about drinking. I'm just like, ugh, God, I don't want to do that right now. I just have a fucking headache. So last night I tried to, you know, trick myself. I had a couple of seltzers, which I'm having tonight. White Claw, by the way. Uh, which were donated to this podcast. I appreciate any booze donated to this podcast. Um, but, you know, I just keep getting this fucking headache. I don't know what it is. And so I, I tried to trick myself last night, and I, I had a, a shot in a White Claw. And it was probably about that time, you know, I was going to talk about a little bit about the foot, you know, the, the game going on, the football, as I was about to say. Uh, and I had a shot, and I had a White Claw. I finished half my White Claw. I obviously took the shot, and I passed out in, like, the third quarter of the of the Super Bowl. <laughs> the biggest game of the year. The game you've been waiting for, Chris, you know? The game you talk up even if your team's not in and I'm watching the Super Bowl. I just couldn't bring myself to do it, but that's the power of social media because I didn't miss a fucking beat. You know what I mean? Like everybody is posting every little play about, you know, and it works well too, you know, just speaking to Twitter. You know, it, it works well because some guy has a different thought of another person that's going to post something. You know, they're just different random stats, and I, I definitely enjoy it. Um, but anyways, congratulate this first drink of this podcast, 212. Oh, sorry about that, if that blew out your ears. Uh, is for the LA Rams. I would never normally drink to your team, but, the, you know, it's all over now. 
I can say good things about you after the season. You know, during the season, no, you're not getting much out of me. Uh, after you did your thing, dude, what an accomplishment to just win the Super Bowl, man. Uh, um, funny memes, you know, and I know these are already prepared, dude. People start preparing memes like a week before the Super Bowl for whatever. It's like making a, a championship hat, you know. Both teams have the championship hat in their locker room. It's just which team gets to wear it and which team has to ship their their hats to the Philippines, you know, <laughs> because they don't give a shit. They're just like, yeah, give us some shade on our head. Um, are you making fun of people in poverty, Chris? No, I'm not. I'm just saying that's the reality of the situation. Let's take a drink. We haven't even taken our first drink. Cheers, everybody. If you got them, drink them. Bottoms up. And this is a black claw. Uh, black claw. It's a white claw. Black cherry. Black claw. White cherry. Black berry cherry. I don't know what the hell it is. It has alcohol in it, okay? And it's it's keeping the calories down for me, man. I'm, I'm starting to get back into it. I'm not going to hype myself up. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to set a goal because every time I do that on this podcast, I'm like, okay, I'm going to work out every, at least once a week for the rest of the year. That'll be good enough. That's better than what I'm doing now. I say that every time, every year on this podcast. And, and it just never, you know, I, I never stick to it. And, and then I just end up feeling like shit because I'm like, why did I even say it? Why didn't I just do it? Instead of saying what I'm going to do, just do the fucking thing. And, you know, you'll, people will see the results. You'll see the results. Hey, Chris, you're not such a fat fuck anymore like last time I saw you. Thanks, Billy. I appreciate it. Thank you. I've been trying. You know, keeping it, cl- playing it close to the vest, I guess is what I'm saying. When I give up all, you know, everything I'm going to do, it just like, it ruins it for me. You know? Anyways, let's take another drink. Let's change gears. I, I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I mean, I pretty much know what the fuck happened. Halftime show, people are saying, was the best of all times. I didn't see it, best of all time. I didn't see any commercials, uh, but I, I saw tweets about commercials uh, that people liked, and I just don't give a fuck. I, I don't care. I didn't care last night, you know, and, and, and you, you don't have to look far to find out what happened. So anyways, let's take another drink. Oh, excuse me. Oh, by the way, uh, happy Valentine's Day to you. Or as I used to say when I was a child, happy Valentine's with an M. Um, hopefully you're finding all the, you know, you know, all the love you deserve, okay? I'm not going to hate on Valentine's Day this year. I actually had a really, really good conversation with a friend. Um, and basically what it boiled down to, and I'm taking a drink uh, to you. But uh, basically what it boils down to is, you know, Valentine's Day is for more than just lovers, Chris. It's not just for lovers or parents to children. You know, here's your here's your gift I got you for Valentine's. Like, that's a great I love doing that. You know, I, I it's you know, <laughs> I was about to say I love giving Valentine's Day gifts, but I fucking don't. Um, but it's you know, it's about more than that. And that's what my friend was telling me. And she made a really, really valid point. You know, it's not just for lovers. It's not just a parent to a child and here's your candy. It's more than that, dude. What about the the bum on the street corner? You know, who could use a dollar that day or just bring him a fucking sandwich. That's that's a that's a form of love. You know, I, I just took it out of context and I'm like, oh, this is just so I have to buy her, you know, something from K Jewelers every year on this specific date. Or this is just so I have to, you know, go to the store and buy her flowers. It's just adding more shit which I still do, you know, feel that way. Like I, and here, here's my point of view and, and we'll finish off with her point of view, which is much more 
better. It's much more gooder and it's much more writer than my point. Okay. Uh, so my point of view is like, you should show that, that sort of love and affection 365 days a year. Not, not just the one where society tells you, Hey, go buy your, your lady flowers because it'll make your, no, you do that on fucking February 14th and you do that on fucking November 14th. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I, I love how I ask you guys every week if you know what I'm saying as if you can respond. You can't. I know you can't. Uh, but I'm, ju- I'm just getting the words out here, people. I'm just getting the words out. But I have had a turnaround on Valentine's Day, the whole Valentine's Day thing, you know? And, and that's my thing. You, you should show this kind of love every day of the year, not just one. Not just the holidays. That's bullshit. So you can be shitty the other days and then on this one day it's cool. No, fuck that. I don't play that. But, you know, like I said, my friend did bring up a good point. It's not just for lovers. It's not just about buying it. Dude, fucking buy it. Buy someone standing on a street corner, uh, uh, you know, flowers. Buy them a a flowers and sandwich. It'll be funny and they'll get full. You know? Um, So, yeah, I've definitely had a difference of opinion on on Valentine's Day. I want to help somebody today. That's my goal. You know? Or this week. How about that? Today's probably out of the question. You know? I'm already drinking... You know, white, uh, half a White Claw is going to put me out for the night during the Super Bowl, so I better be careful. Uh, let's take another drink. And I have to commend this company for reaching out to me. They sent, This is a mortgage company, by the way, and they sent, they sent me this about Valentine's Day, which you're going to get a little bit of a history lesson, which I, I had a little bit of this morning. Where's my drink recommendations book, though? I want to have this ready to go next. Um, Ow. What was that? Something fucking stabbed me in here, man. What is that? Ow. Anyway, so let me drop a little knowledge on you. And and you know what I love about this? It really made me laugh. This is a mortgage company sending an email about Valentine's Day. Like, that's, that's outstanding you know, customer service, I feel like that's, that's going above and beyond trying to keep a client, trying to keep their name in your, you know, the, the business's name in the client's head. I love this. This is great. So, uh, and, and I will, this is a non-paid advertisement, by the way, I just appreciate if you're going to go through this trouble and send me this on Valentine's day that has nothing to do with getting a mortgage, I support it. So this is from mortgage financial services. Okay. And I love this. It says on February 14th every year across the U.S. and in other places around the world, candy, flowers and gifts are exchanged between loved ones, all in the same uh, all in the name of St. Valentine. Many may ask, who is this mysterious saint and where did these traditions come from? St. Valentine, as we know it today, contains vestiges of vestiges of both Christian and ancient Roman tradition. Why does it smell like natural gas around here? What is going on? Don't fucking light a cigarette. Jeez, why is it so strong right here? Anyways, um, back to Valentine's Day. The Catholic Church recognizes at least three different saints named Valentine or Valentinus, all of whom were martyred. Jesus Christ. The ancient Romans may also be responsible for the name of our modern-day love. Emperor Claudius II executed two men, both named Valentine, on February 14th of different years of the 3rd century AD. Their martyrdom was honored with the Catholic Church... Uh, of the celebration of Valentine's Day. Through the history of the holiday, though the history of the holiday may be a mystery, today's Valentine's Day is a celebration of love and joy, and I hope you enjoy it to the fullest. So, there's someone who fucking hated Valentine's more than I do, dude. 
Emperor Claudius II is just killing people because they liked love. What did they say? Um, one of the St. Valentine was martyred because he was marrying young couple, young couples, you know, against, um, I guess the church's wishes or whatever. And they ended up murdering him. So that's, you know, a little bloodshed leads to candy, you know, years later, <laughs> you know, candy and flowers are maybe should be the representations of all the bloodshed that's been had on February 14th. So mortgage financial services, I, that, that was a great email to wake up to this morning. I kind of had a good chuckle about it. Um, they're willing to go that hard for a client who hasn't used them. I think that's, that's kind of cool. You know, it, it, it changes things, you know, we're not talking about mortgages. We're talking about Valentine's, but you know what? And the, the woman in this picture is really good looking too. I mean, I think that just comes with the territory in order to get your real estate license, you have to be either a good looking man or woman, right? <laughs> that comes with it. They won't let you pass, you know, if you got a snaggle tooth. I don't know. Let's take a drink. Shut up, Chris. All right. I'm just scrolling through. That's why I'm singing. Sorry. All right, so let's do a couple of shots, man. That's not a shot. Where's my shots at? Skinny margarita. Ooh, the skinny margarita sounds pretty freaking good. Uh, okay, so we used the Vegas bomb last week. We're going to do the Vegas bomb again, in case you missed it. Okay, sex on the beach, the royal fuck, and the Vegas bomb. Okay, so we're starting with sex on the beach. As always, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a lift. Uh, you're going to need an over a vodka, an under a peach schnapps, or raspberry uh, liqueur, splash of cranberry, splash of orange juice, over ice. Uh, that's the sex on the beach. Uh, you don't put ice in a shot glass. Who wrote that? Why would you do that? Uh, you chill it in the, in, in the shaker, and then you strain it into the shot glass if you want it that way, if you want it cold. <clears throat> so here's the royal fuck. You're going to need an over of crown royal, uh, an under of peach schnapps, a splash of cranberry, shake with ice, strain into a shot glass. That is the royal fuck. Um, and the last one I have for you is the Vegas bomb. We did do this one last week. I'm pretty sure it's, it's a third of crown, a third of Malibu, a third of peach schnapps, half a can of Red Bull. Cover the shot glass with Red Bull um, after you pour all the liquors in there and you're, you're good. And liqueurs. As always, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Dude, I, I, I wonder, and I'm not going to look this up today, but I do wonder... Um, how the Super Bowl ranks with like, I think they said the worst day for drinking and driving people do it the most is either New Year's Day or New Year's Eve, excuse me, or uh, the 4th of July. Dude, I just kind of want to know. I'm sorry, I'm messing with this microphone right now. It's it's annoying me. I just kind of want to know um, where that ranks. Not that it's a good thing. I just kind of am curious dude like i was talking to friends and stuff and a lot of people were like i'm i'm here for the night wherever they whatever super bowl party they were going to i'm here for the night i'm not going anywhere because i don't trust people out on the road and absolutely 100 percent, i will take a drink to that uh because and and that's the thing about it too i don't worry about myself driving i feel like i'm a fairly good driver which I, you know maybe we all feel that way about ourselves but i am a fairly good driver and uh you know, I don't, I don't worry about me. I worry about everybody else, dude. Like coming home, uh, from practice the other night, dude, 
I, I had about four or five cars just on an open highway, just zoom up going like a fucking hundred miles an hour. And I'm in the third lane. I'm not in the fast lane. I'm not an idiot. I got my cruise control on. I'm taking my time getting home. I just got this fucking thing for car insurance to where it like monitors my driving. I ain't speeding. Okay. But I am in the proper lane. I'm in, I'm in the third lane and these fucking assholes just feel the need. And there's no other, I mean, there's a couple other cars on the highway, but it's not crowded and they feel the need to fly up on your ass and then zoom around you and then zoom down the highway. And it's like, what did that prove, dude? And, and not only that, and I don't carry my kids in the car late at night like that for that specific reason. Like you ain't ending my fucking kid's life because you want to be cool in front of your friends. Fuck you. And if you do something to me, dude, I don't know. I don't know about the afterlife, but if you fucking kill me, and I'm not here around, I will haunt your fucking ass. How about that? Don't drink and drive because of that. If you kill me because you're drinking and driving, I will fucking haunt your ass. <laughs> I don't know if it works like that. I don't know if I'll get that kind of, you know, presence. I can haunt someone. You know, Jesus is like, uh, you know, you can you can come into eternal, whatever they say. What, how, do, how do they say it? You know, this is eternal peace forever and ever. Or you can go back down to earth and haunt that guy that killed you. And I'd be like, Jesus, I got to go, bro. That fucking pisses me off, you know, or whoever, whatever, you know, universe or Allah or Buddha, whoever you believe in. I'm, you know, you get it, right? Let's take another drink. I'm honestly 100% sure I've never said the name Allah on this podcast before, but, and that's okay. Uh, so, oh, I do have something to promote, dude, and it's not mine. For once, for once, it's not my shit to promote. It's somebody else's shit. Can you believe that? I'm being selfless on my own podcast. Can you believe I'm being selfless on my own podcast where I talk by myself to no one so no one here is here to object and say, Chris, you're an idiot. You're wrong. You know, I normally just promote my own shit, but we got something else to promote today. Um, if you're not tired of hearing my voice yet, Go, please, 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 uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get podcasts, please go check out um, a Bitter Hearts podcast, man. I absolutely love uh, what Bitter Hearts podcast is doing right now. They're just interviewing hardcore bands, people in hardcore bands, and it was an all-around just good fucking time. So the episode I was on with, with the OG Paul Amander... Uh, is episode 65. And, and I got to say something about Paul. Uh, if you're listening, uh, Paul, I don't know if this is going to make you uncomfortable. Just let me know one way or another. I'm saying it anyway. Dude, Paul is the OG of uh, Dallas Hardcore. You know, he, he's been here for many, many years in Dallas DFW, originally from Ohio. Uh, but he, dude, this, and I'll tell you what makes him an OG. If If you're looking at you know, maybe you're a 25-year-old punk-ass kid, and you're like, how do I leave a legacy like Paul? You know, and I'll tell you how. You, you go to shows, uh, you, you support the scene, uh, and, and you speak positively about things you want to see changed in your scene. That's, that's how to be a fucking leader, and, and just going to those shows over the years is, makes him the OG. Uh, spoke a lot of truth on this episode, honestly, about spe more specifically the Dallas scene and how it's a little bit segregated right now. But, you know, we're hoping to change that, man. We want to have a good time. We don't we don't like this tough guy fucking 
I'm going to beat your ass in the middle of the pit because I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Like that doesn't make any sense. You know, um, I shared a small little snippet of a story, but I, I'm going to say it here on my own podcast anyway, that, um, we talked a little bit about it, crowd killing and basically what crowd killing is, is like, you know, you get a pit at a show, it's like the center of the floor and, and it's people that are trying to jump over and just punch anybody as hard as they can, you know, that's not in the pit. Like, they'll jump over a crowd of people. It's like um, at Lambeau, you know, after they score a touchdown, they jump up into the crowd, you know, with the football, and the fans are like, yeah, good fucking job, we love you. You know, it's that, except imagine the guy that scored the touchdown jumps up into the stands and throws his hardest punch to hurt one of the fans. That's crowd killing. And, and you know, I don't like that shit. I've seen it. Uh, and I didn't get a chance to speak on this. I've seen it at a fucking newfound glory show, dude. This tall, he was probably like six three, six four, tall punk rocker mohawk guy, having the time of his life at this newfound glory show, and he bumped the wrong fucking asshole in the pit. By the way, in the pit, you can't get mad if you get bumped in the fucking pit, bro. But anyways, he did. The guy he bumped got mad, and so he just swings and just not like punches him, but he does like, oh, I'm going to hardcore dance, and I'm going to simultaneously knock this guy out. And he did. One swing, it was over. The guy was out cold on the floor. And I was so fucking pissed off that he ended his night over nothing, over absolutely nothing. And, and he didn't end his night. Let me, let me just take some credibility away from this, this guy who ended his night. He didn't end his night toe-to-toe. He ended his night with a fucking cheap shot at the edge of the pit like a fucking pussy. And he had his little friends there, too, to back him up. And that shit pisses me off. The injustice, you know? You know, you guys know that drives me crazy. So anyways, uh, that's what crowd killing is. Um, pretty much, in case you didn't know, but, you know, that is hurting our scene. Um, and, and, and it can be a beautiful thing. This is more of the story than I, that I wanted to tell rather than the guy getting knocked out at the Newfound Glory show. Um, was that, um, uh, one of the, the band members, his nephew was at one of our, our shows recently and he's maybe 10, 11 years old. And, you know, we, we play our set and, you know, he's, he's kind of with our group or whatever. You were all keeping an eye on him, you know, getting him food and, you know, it's not like it's a scummy place or anything. We're just, you know, it's a little out of the norm to have a 10 or 11 year old there, but that night changed his fucking life forever. And I don't think he'll ever be the same in the best way. And that, and that's the positive influence I think Paul was speaking to on the Bitter Hearts podcast. Go check him out. Leave him a, rate, a rating review. Five stars, best reviews. I, I want all the best for these guys. I absolutely love their show. Uh, but I think that's what Paul was trying to say on the episode was that it can be a positive influence. You know, it, 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 if it was that kid, that 10-year-old's first show to go to and he's standing at the edge of the crowd and some guy doesn't even know he's there but he comes in crowd kills and maybe even hits someone next to the kid or maybe accidentally hits the kid do you think that kid's ever going to be in a hardcore again probably not he's going to be like fuck that i went to a show and got my ass kicked i don't want to do that and that's not the point that is not the point the point is community the point is brotherhood and sisterhood and friendship and, and building the scene that nobody else in Dallas gives a fuck about, dude. That's a special thing. That's a thing I like supporting. You know, I could ask anybody, anybody in this apartment complex, have you ever heard of Gorilla Biscuits? Have you ever heard of so-and-so? Have you? No, nobody has. Nobody has. It's a small, 
group we have going on and we have to do the right things because that night with my, my, uh, bandmates nephew there, uh, during the other band sets after we played, he got to jump off, he got to stage dive and he got to, you know, dance in the middle of the pit and nobody messed with him. Everybody was high fiving him. That's the vibes, dude. That's the vibes, man. That's the vibes of cashing in. That's the vibes of hardcore that have been shown to me when I've been to a show. You know, I've tripped in, in, in the middle of doing a circle pit and I've had somebody help me get back up so I don't get fucking trampled. That's brotherhood. That's, that's um, you know, compassion. That's fucking, um, you know, human fellowship. How about that? How about showing just a little bit of fucking human fellowship? You know, I, I think that'll go a long way and, that, and that's what hardcore and I feel like our scene, that's what I want to promote with our scene, not, not making it segregated. I want human fellowship. We should all be able to go to metal shows and hardcore shows and punk shows and country shows and jazz shows. It doesn't matter, dude. Like fucking music is bigger than hardcore. Music's been around longer than hardcore. You know, music is bigger than that. It means more than that. And I, and I hope that in those different scenes, the jazz scene, the whatever, all those, a hip hop scene, I hope that same, um, idea is applied, you know? Driving and shooting up a place because they're wearing the wrong color just seems silly, you know? Or driving in Florida, driving and shooting up a place because they're gay. Who gives a shit? Mind your own fucking business. I'll, I'll say in the words of Tsunami, one of my favorite tough guy hardcore bands right now, mind your fucking business. Worry about your goddamn self. How about that? Let's take another drink. Yeah, but Chris, aren't you not minding your business by, like, saying something about it? I mean, that's not really your business. It's not really your place to say. I don't give a shit. All right? You fill up 30 minutes on a podcast. How about that? Uh, but, no, uh, to go back to, to the point, uh, go find Bitter Hearts, or as I typed it in my notes here, Butter Hearts Podcast. It's Bitter Hearts Podcast. Uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, they they need your help with these things. Please, people. Um Skip my page, go straight to Bitter Hearts, five stars, write a nice review. You know, obviously listen to the show, and, and I think you'll you'll be um, pleasantly surprised, even if you're not necessarily into hardcore. Like, Dave and Mike got a good thing going on. Uh, they have good chemistry. It was just, I've never really done a podcast, and you know, I've been podcasting for four years, but I've never really been a part of, no one's ever really interviewed me before. I didn't know what to expect. And, and man, they made me feel so comfortable. Uh, the, the laughs we had, had on that episode, man, you got to go listen. Oh, hey, let's go back to the Super Bowl uh, for the last, how, how many minutes we got left? Three minutes. Let, uh, dude, let's talk about the Puppy Bowl, dude. Nobody ever talks about the Puppy Bowl. I, I didn't watch any of the Super Bowl, but I did watch uh, the Puppy Bowl. A little bit of it. What team won? It was like fluffy something. But in that, man, I don't need to do that. I, I, I want another dog. I really do. I, I just gotta. I, I'm tempting myself. You know, I know Sam needs a little buddy. You know, I want to get him a little buddy, but it's just like ah. I think what I really want is like an Australian Shepherd. They're so fucking smart, and I do want a blue healer too. But dude, honestly. When I worked at the vet clinic, I held a, a, a blue healer named Stryker. 
his name was Stryker. So if you could imagine what how they trained that dog, uh, they they had to put a muzzle on him before I could hold him to get his shots. This dog was fuck. I just have a big fear. I you know I'm not I'm not worried about getting bit by a pit bull. I'm not worried about getting bit by a fucking chihuahua. I'm not worried about getting bit by a lab. You know, I'm not saying they wouldn't hurt if that did happen. It's just like I'm not not really fearful of it. I think I would keep my head in that moment and figure out how to get this fucking thing off me. Even if it was an 80-pound pit bull, you know, I'd have to, you know, do something. You got to survive some way. Anyway, I do fear a fucking blue healer, though. I don't know why. It's something in their face. I just don't. It's not that I don't trust them. Yes, it is. Actually, yes, it is. <laughs> it is that I don't trust them. There's something about their face I just don't trust. Like, they're smart. They're too smart. That's the problem. You know when you got the little kid in, in elementary school, and he's just bored out of his mind, so he keeps talking in class because nothing's entertaining him anymore. You know, he's, he, he knows the math problems you're going to teach him. He knows the sentence, how to write the sentence. So he's just bored, you know? So he's just yapping. He's too smart for the class. That's the kid that gets in trouble. That's, that's the way I view like a blue healer. It's just something about their jaws and those, those fucking, I mean, dude, they got like shark teeth in there. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know why. I don't know where that came from, but I do actually have a genuine fear of a blue healer. And it's not to say that I couldn't pet one, you know, if it was a good dog or whatever, I, I could pet one. It's just like owning one is like, that gives me anxiety for some reason. I own a fucking, I own a fucking pit. The pit doesn't bother me. He's great. He's just a big old dummy. He's, he thinks he's a chihuahua. He'll come and sit in your lap, but, you know. Anyways, uh, let's finish off this drink. Thank you guys for listening to episode number 212, Drink Until You Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. Uh, as always, man, I'm going to try to get this the next episode 213 out on Sunday, but I just, everything, I guess, from the week piles up, and I just get massive headaches, and it's just, uh, it's just not happening on Sunday for me right now. But anyways... Hopefully you ha- you guys had a good week. Congratulations, LA Rams. Go check out Bitter Hearts podcast. You won't be disappointed. Um, and just be safe. Don't drink and drive. Get an Uber. Get a Lyft. Let's finish off these drinks. Cheers, everybody. Well, that wasn't much left. And I will talk to you guys later on this week. Be safe out there. Love you. Bye.